Welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I gonna talk about how to stop being a rescuer. Enjoy! So today, Sue and I want to talk about stop rescuing, be his Jesus or her Jesus. We wanted to talk about this topic because a lot of people in the spiritual industry tend to take this role of rescuing or trying to help our loved ones, and which is not always helpful. So, Sue, what do you think about this? It's a big topic. And I, th- I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I'm, I'm going to focus on um, my readings from a book by uh, a fella named Arne Ellingham. Mm-hmm. And he goes by the title Zing Dad, and he wrote the Ascension Papers. Um, there's mm-hmm. three books. Uh, the first book I'm referring to in the Ascension Papers. And he and his guides talk about this triangle of... Um, it looks like this, and on top is the rescuer, and then you have the perpetrator, and you have the victim mm-hmm. on either sides of the triangle. And the reason they give the the image in a triangle is because it's, or you could even do circular. It's like a vicious circular, you know. At some yeah. point, um, so you get the perpetrator is doing something to the victim, right? Mm-hmm. And then the rescuer wants to come in and save the victim, and. Um, what happens is that can work for a while, but then eventually the the rescuer is going to become very tired of mm-hmm. constantly coming in and saving the victim. Yeah. The rescuer may even develop some resentment over the role mm-hmm. of, of saving this person all the time, because not only are we giving our time, maybe even our money, energy. but we're giving our energy when we're trying to save somebody okay and it's not an equal exchange of energy so you don't get it replenished you get depleted over time if you're always being the rescuer Uh and so as arn describes it and i agree 110 percent with this is um then what happens so the rescuer stops rescuing Uh, they get tired they're fatigued they've given all this energy and they just can't do it anymore so now the victim who is used to, who has become a costume, this person coming in and saving them, they start getting resentful too, because like, what do you mean you're not rescuing me? What do you mean you're not doing this for, you've been doing this for me all this time, why aren't you doing it anymore? And now the rescuer almost takes on the perpetrator role in the victim's mind. Mm -hmm. The victim starts seeing the rescuer as doing something to them, doing something negative to them because they're not rescuing anymore. Yeah. So now the victim is now feeling per- even more victimized and perpetrated against because this one's not coming in to save me. So now there's this discord. Because, you know why? Because the energy didn't flow. Mm. Okay. If the rescuer can step out of saving mode and into giving what they can or what they wish to do, like maybe suggestions, maybe just holding space to listen, but not trying to save, not trying to solve the problems. Then the victim starts to feel their own power, maybe works through their own issues and starts to realize that they're the ones who have to save themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, so in a sense, 
we ascend from the rest, you know, because we want to be service to others. So it's 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 kind of natural for us to have fallen into a rescuer a rescuer role because we've been taught and we've part of our essence is just that we want to be service to others. But when we're in a rescuer role, as I said before, you're in this weird triangle, you know, because eventually you become the perpetrator when you stop rescuing. And you're going to stop rescuing because you become tired, you've depleted, you, your, your emotion, your body, your mind, all of your light bodies are out of whack because it isn't a flow of energy back and forth. It's just energy going one way. And we can't thrive. We can't thrive as human beings having this existence by constantly giving our energy and never replenishing it. Yeah. What do you think? Go energy of the exchange. Well, you know, like you talked about spiritual aspect of it, and then even in the relationship aspect, I kind of contribute on this idea that a lot of people who are in the spiritual community is like predominantly ladies, right? There are some out there, but predominantly because we are more intuitive. More, we are more connected to the essence of our souls in general, right? As a feminine energy. So anyhow, when we are the one who take over this uh, rescue role, it's kind of a hard, the relationship between man and woman, because usually traditionally, man want to be the rescuer. So when we try to rescue a man, he resists being rescued, because that is not his innate um, 3D kind of imprinting. That's not my role. I should be the one who is rescuing you. But let's say the feminine is more spiritually awakened or something and wanted to, um, you know, take care of your husband's problem or your boyfriend, dark night of the soul or whatever that is. It usually doesn't pan out unless he decides to work on himself. So that's what I wanted to contribute in the relationship aspect. And what do you think we should be doing as a, uh, someone who is awakened when we have a people around us who need our help and we kind of come to realize we are not nobody in Jesus? <laughs> Well, I think that um, if we haven't been able to fully shake off that whole rescuer role yet, you know, we're all developing in our own time for not really quite ready to 100% let go of it. Um, mm -hmm. That's okay. We have to be compassionate for ourselves, yeah. but uh, focus on replenishing, rescuing you. Okay. So, um, what that means, if I need to take time for myself, if I need to tell somebody no, you know, oh, they're so used to me doing this fundraising for this group. And I, you know, I'm the heart and soul of the group. That feels really good until you're freaking exhausted. Oh, yeah. That's okay. True. It is. So if they say, well, we can't do this fundraiser without you say, well, I guess we're going to have to put it off for a while because I need some time. Uh, so no, saying no and um, loving the self. But also, I think that it's important that we can 
come to the place where we say, I can't fix your problem, but I want to, I want to hear everything you have to say about, I'm going to hold space for you. That's a very loving thing to do. If you feel that you have that space to offer. Again, we get very emotionally tired when a lot of people come to us with this problem or that problem. And sometimes we're just not in a space to be able to hold space for somebody else. And that's okay. You know, I can say, you know, I, I care. I'm, I'm sorry you're going through this right now. I'm going through something of my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise I'll get back to you, you know, just as soon as I can once I work this out for myself. Yeah. And because we tend to feel really guilty when we do that, right? The helper people. Yeah. The uh, service to other people. We tend to feel really guilty when we take our own space and mm-hmm. um, have to say no. We don't like saying no. I don't think it's always been a comfortable thing for me. Uh, what yeah. about you? I am comfortable saying no now. I used to be really bad at it because uh, I was a uh, people pleaser mode. But after I worked on myself and then I know about self love, I decided to put myself first in a good way and I can say no because otherwise I can't be 100% for whoever because I, I'm giving 20% whatever the left out of me and I can't really be there, right? So you have to be there for yourself first and then you need to have your, your cup full in order to help others or cup is overflowing in order to help others if you your cup is almost like 20 percent or something and then you give that 20 percent for other people how how good can you be right yeah Yeah. well you know i think it's a good point for practitioners um that do energy work that uh any kind of healing any kind of um you know healing work is that um it's (laughs) Well, for me, it's never been about the money. So I'm going to start with that. But it's it's also about letting people down. And what I'm talking about is if if I'm knee deep in shit and it's rising fast uh, for my own personal life, something's going on that's got my it's got my energy all wacky. I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to have to cancel or reschedule that session. It hasn't happened like maybe once where we it happened on both ends where we weren't in a good place. So we said, yeah, let's just reschedule. And it worked out beautifully. But I mean, even if you're over scheduling yourself with the sessions, yeah. um, that'll deplete too. If, you, if you're not replenishing, doing fun things. So, you know, try not to be a workaholic and try not to be so um, strict with uh, making something happen. You know, like I, I very much, like to be a responsible person so if someone is counting on me I like to be there however um I have learned over time that if like you said if I've only got 20 percent and I'm going to turn around and give it to you then I'm going to have nothing left over so there are times where we might have to rearrange plans um re reschedule a session um you know that kind of thing because I don't want to be working with somebody and not be giving them my 100%. Yeah, also, like, you know, um, I, I'm i not going to specify who, but someone I, I was following, you know, this person was going through a heavy breakup, 
and decided to keep on working, right? And someone, someone like me, I can see other people's vibrations. So I did see significant vibration drop from 10 to four. And then this person gave me such a great example in front of my eyes. If you don't cherish yourself, especially when you're going through such a hard time, um, it's affecting what you serve for others. Right. You know? Right. And, and then, yeah, absolutely. Because the quality of what we're putting out there. Yeah. yeah our filters full of gunk. Right. So it's like, how are you going to get quality information if your filter's all gunked up? Yeah, I wasn't really following him as well because I couldn't really, um, I was uncomfortable with his vibration. So I had to stay away until he gets, this person gets back into his regular mode. Anyhow, he's amazing right now. So the point is, he gave me such an amazing lesson. And then I felt like, well, this was a lesson, something I can learn too, because when I run in masculine energy, when I run the business, so I could totally see his point of view of why he wanted to run everything as if nothing ever happened. I could totally see that. Yeah, that whole pick yourself up by your bootstraps and make it happen, right? Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Keep yeah. going at any cost. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. I did learn the lesson from him. And then I was like, you know, it's a very good idea to give yourself a break, especially when you are having a hard time, no matter what is the hard time is. So I personally don't channel um, when I'm not in the uh, good emotional state because I don't even know how clear I can be. Even though that is not what I serve for my client, this is for the youtube entertainment only but i don't channel even for that i do i do channel sometimes um mostly for my myself my own purposes but um i do feel that the channels are my ability to connect are definitely affected by my emotional and you know my physical states my mental states um how could they not be it's all energy um i wanted to shift to another point about um being a rescuer that we haven't talked about yet and and i think what we've been talking about self-care and the rescuer role and that's really good uh great but i want to talk about what we're taking away from the person we're trying to rescue oh yeah that's a good point so um i'll just start by saying that um if we consider somebody outside of ourselves not capable of helping themselves. That's what we're basically saying when we come into rescue is like, oh, you're, and it's a very different dynamic between holding space and helping somebody, providing a service to somebody and rescuing. Mm-hmm. So that that's where you just keep giving, giving, giving and trying, you're trying to prevent them from having some kind of outcome. And what, and what that does is that kind of, um, you're trying to prevent them from experiencing life. Mm-hmm. Um, according to their soul contract, what their soul came here to learn. So, I mean, maybe their soul intended to go through some difficult times because they're going to benefit from it in some way. They're going to realize their own power. They're going to realize that 
they do have the capability of creating whatever they set their heart and mind to and start taking steps towards doing that. We can only know our own power by exercising our own power. If somebody keeps coming in and rescuing and preventing somebody from feeling any kind of um, consequences to their decisions and their behavior or what's happening in their life, um, or even experience, you know, we're trying to buffer it for them so they don't feel it at all. Like I can think of, you know, husbands, family members, children. We try to do that because mm -hmm. it's natural. We don't want them to be in pain. But what if they need to go through that pain? Yeah. In order to grow. Mm -hmm. Any That's thoughts? That's a really good point. Because I was reading a book the other day and talking about similar thing. Like parents try to... Um, make some of the kids avoid going through some pain like a feeling of failure so they they try to give a participation prize at school but the book i was reading he was talking about that is not helpful because you have to go through this kind of pain and this kind of emotions because you're going to go through it anyways in in the future the way you are, you think you're helping to make them not to feel it at the young age, but after you go through the same pain, when they become adults, they're gonna, they can't, they don't know how to deal with it. So that's like a giving disservice to mm -hmm. the kid, you know, after yeah. they grow up. So I was like, oh, that's totally makes sense. And then it's the same thing in the ascension process. I'm not saying someone who is not awakened is kid, but I'm saying when we try to um, mother our partner or something to help him, whatever the stuff he's going through, that is not really helping this person or, you know, not helping him to be a real man. I hate to use that word, but really, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, I think up. one of the things we can do instead of um, trying to come in and rescue mm -hmm. is uh, whether you're talking about a life partner or a child or whatever, what do you think, you know, uh, they, they tell you what's going on, you're holding the space and you say, what do you think you need to do or not do right now? What do yeah. you think is important in this situation right now? And let them keep thinking about it. Let them keep feeling it. Let them keep mulling it over. All the while we hold the space. Mm -hmm. So we're not rescuing. We're not telling them what their answers should be. Let's let them encourage them to come up with their own answers. That's a actually one of the most popular therapeutic tools there is in the world of you know psychiatry psychology but um you know what do you think about it mm. how do you feel what is your response to this i'll give you an example it's like what you said in this book um my son is a very very good baseball player mm -hmm. and um in his sophomore year of school he did not make the varsity team although two of his peers did Mm -hmm. and um at first he was a little upset about it and uh you know he came home I think he was more worried about our reaction honestly because he wanted to please us back then mm -hmm. and um I said to him I said well okay I said so you know how do you feel and he talked about how he felt and then um I said well how about this uh 
I said, you know, dad and I can take all your stats because we're coaches. We've coached him for years. And so we can take all your stats and go in and talk to the coach and say, hey, we think you made a mistake. Look at his stats, right? You know, try to push the issue. I said, or you could take your season this year and just dominate. You could just be your best self. You know, you're competing with you. You know, how do I improve this batting average? How do I improve my pitching? You know, am I doing everything I need to do? I just really focus on you. And I said, your performance will shine. So to make a long story short, over the summer, the coach, the varsity coach was coaching the Legion team. And of course, he was on the Legion team. And he says Mm -hmm. to my husband, he told my husband, he said, yeah, I made a mistake. I really should have pulled Steven up. Oh, I said his name. He won't mind. My son's name is Steven. (laughs) He says, I made a mistake. I should have pulled him up. And um, I told my husband, I said, are you going to tell Steven that he said that? And he says, yeah, I think I'm going to tell him. I I don't think he would have said it if he didn't want me to tell him. Mm -hmm. Because they both coached together, by the way, my husband and the head coach for varsity. So he ended up telling him. But in the meantime, Steven forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. Not being on varsity, and he just kicked butt. Wow! On the JV team, I mean, he had probably his best year ever, and and he, and I could tell that he was really enjoy- and it helped him show the other kids this is how it's done. I mean, the younger ones, right? Aren't we always trying to show an example for the ones that follow us? You know how to be. Oh, so, yeah. you know, if I had gone to the coach, which I never would, by the way, but if I had gone, you know, if he had chosen the option, yeah, I want you to take my stats to the varsity coach and tell him why I belong on the team and all that. He wouldn't have felt the power. Mm -hmm. And I would even suggest that he wouldn't have felt the security that he earned that spot Mm -hmm. because mom and dad had to step up for him. And, you know, instead of the coach making the choice. But then later on, what came back around was the coach ended up saying, yeah, you know, I should have brought him up. So it was nice confirmation for him that he did deserve the spot. But hey, I had this awesome season anyway. Whether I had a varsity or a JV letter on my on my uniform, I did me. Yeah. He found his own power. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have happened if I had stepped in and tried to convince the varsity coach that he should be on that team instead and it may have maybe even been a whole different outcome you know yeah but that experience can also apply for the you know essential process to help out our loved one too it's the same thing i hope so i hope so i I just made everybody listen to that whole story i hope it kind of translates to everything else you know whether it's getting It's more like a everyday, um, simple example that everyone can relate, right? Yeah. Same concept. Like one has to figure out how to help oneself instead of, I mean, the other day I was telling my client that you are not responsible for anybody else but yourself. And if you have a small child, you are responsible for the small child because small child need our help. Once mm-hmm. kids grow up in certain age, they have to make their own decision, right? Don't you think so? Sue? Right, right. I'd I'd say the only time it's actually appropriate to be a rescuer is if um, if you are talking about a child and um, 
you know, they're in danger of some kind, obviously. And then, and if it's an adult, if they're in imminent danger, like their body is in danger or somebody is, you know, abusing, but even then I'd say you don't have to be the rescuer. You can report the situation. Yeah. Um, if it's not right, right here, right now, like someone's coming after somebody with a knife and you want to, I don't know, find a big stick and save them or something. <laughs> I can't even think of a good example, but, or these people with the pistol permits that, that they have the open carries and all that. You've, we've heard stories of them saving people in a stop and shop. Someone yeah. comes in to rob, they save the situation. That's not what we're talking about. I think we're talking about situations where, you know, we're like intervening in people's lives for them trying to prevent them from experiencing something or to, to, yeah we we we're trying to protect their emotions or we're trying we give them money so we get them out of a bad position and that kind of thing that kind of rescuing never helps either party yeah they help you for a couple minutes feel like okay i'm important in that person's life but if you don't already know you're important in a person's life, giving them money isn't going to solve the problem. No, that's the only temporary fix. Yeah. I've had to learn that personally, you know, so I just want to say mm. I'm speaking from a point of experience um, in my life. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I was quite the rescuer. Boy, let me tell you, <laughs> mm -hmm. I got very burned out. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I, I was in rescue role too and then graduated from it. You know, but you know, like um, when even like when psychiatrist or all these people said, "What do you think about it?" In the relationship, it applied too. Like when we are dealing with man, it never works. You know, tell him what to do, even though we we can see the future clearly or clearly or whatever. You know, um, we can listen what man has to say and then we can say i believe in you because we do and then or well, what do you think about it so they can figure it out yeah you know? and i think that um ultimately we can listen to every self-help guy out there every coach every guru every and and then you know what we come to understand and what you and I have come to understand about ourselves is that ultimately our answers are in here it's always great to get the information but uh whether or not it applies to us that's that's a personal decision that's something that comes from within and if we're not rescuing people have the opportunity to do that to use their own intuition their own common sense the brain that God gave them, source, creator, Allah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They have all of this potential and ability and tools to live a human life. Let them do it. Don't but try to do it for that. them. Don't tell them what diet they should eat. Don't tell them what books they should read or what they should listen to or study. Mm -hmm. Let them figure it out. Oh, definitely. But I want to clarify about one thing. Because I know few men, they're very stubborn, and they don't listen to other people. So we are not saying you don't have to uh, listen to, means you don't have to gather the information what other professionals have to say about this, right? Like, in my own experience, like, 
yeah, I know about the relationship a lot, you know, but I still do listen to a bunch of other relationship coach and uh, what they, are, they have to say in the field because I want to grow myself. I want to learn. I want to be helpful to my clients, stuff like that. So you gather the information, you know, whoever you feel resonate with or someone could be saying something different but can inspire you or something. And then you gather all information and see whether you can come up with it, which is something similar to running the company, right? You listen to all other people, what they have to say about their own perspective and their own uh, professional opinion. Then as a CEO, you have to decide what's the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's each of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. The inf- like I said, information, I love information. I love discovery. I love new ideas and thoughts and perspectives. Ultimately, I'm the one responsible for what I take in. And that's this, that goes with everybody. You have to decide. You're kind of, you're kind of on a man thing today, but I know some women that could really use this too. Yeah. Because to me, some man, like uh, my ex-business partner, he was like, I don't listen to other people. I don't read books. And then I kind of opened up his uh, horizon to new new knowledge, some other man in business field. And he told me, wow, like now I know more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but he wouldn't have done that if he wasn't open to it. Right, yeah. you could offer him everything under the sun, and if he wasn't open to uh, reading it and being entertaining the information, you couldn't force it on him. And yeah. um, that's what I think is the difference, you know, w- between being a rescuer and being helpful. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, if we're just being helpful, we don't re- we don't really give that much energy, right? It's just a book recommendation or it's just a, a discussion. But when we're rescuing, that's where the energy we're putting out so much energy trying to save somebody that we're just we're depleting ourselves and and they still may not if they're not willing to be saved they're not going to be saved anyway so it doesn't matter what you tell them what book you show them what information what proof they're going to stay in their own that's okay we have to accept that and Mm -hmm. just wish them the best I guess yeah because that's going to be the learning experience anyways right yeah like to me, I'm I'm still very left-sided brain person, so I like to gather as much information as possible. You know, just in case. <laughs> me too. Makes and me then there are times where I, then there are times where my brain is so saturated, I have to just shut it off and surrender to. Brain. not knowing <laughs> not knowing yeah I just have to say you know what I don't know how it's all going to turn out or I don't know ex- the exact answer and that's okay I'm just going to see what happens um but yeah I tend to be more like you or I do I do want to gather the information and I want to know you know what the answer is so I get that it's kind of a nice to feel like um uh, confirm what you are instinctively feeling by gathering information yeah <laughs> Yeah. But that's just us. Some people just, you know, want to ride the wave of whatever everybody else is saying and go, okay, I'll accept that for myself. And yes, that's unfortunate. But, well, you know, it, it is what it is. If you're going to do that wave, go, go on the wave and see what you discover. That is another 
experience too, the learning lesson, right? Yeah. It's all well, good. It's, it's all good, you know, and it is all learning. And I think respecting other people's um, pace and how they grow, if they grow, what direction they grow in, um, you know, that's, the, I believe that's the key to, you know, unity consciousness is, is understanding that we're all different aspects and that's of source and we're all going to go in whatever direction that we've decided that we wanted to explore. Mm-hmm. That's why we are talking about the compassion too, to let them do their own thing, whatever yeah. the way. And it's liberating for us too, so bonus. Yeah, we are not degrading our, our energy to being someone else, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And That's my true. Guide, That's... <laughs> my guide kept on telling me for, um, you know, I'm, I'm no longer Jesus for someone, but I was. I was, right? I was trying to be. And that was my big, big, big lesson for me. So, you know, they always told me, ah, oh, you are not nobody Jesus. That's what my guide always telling me. Well, let's think about this for a minute. Even Jesus didn't try to convince. And I mean, he did some miracles uh-huh. from what I hear. and But he was more the teacher. Yeah. Show the way. Show the way walk the way yeah he wasn't if there were people that weren't buying what he was selling that was fine it's okay you know i know he got angry a couple of times whatever you know threw threw some money off a table or something according to the bible but um but i don't think he was trying to uh, rescue his family member you know I don't know. I, I do know that, you know, the people that he talked to, um, he wasn't uh, trying to save them. He was trying to show them the way. Teach, yeah, so talk, have a discussion. If his attitude was like that, I don't think he was trying to be Jesus for his family member or his loved ones. Yeah. Right. He was just, he was showing a way, showing a way to the light. And um, I think that's all we could ever do. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's kind of connected to uh, Christ consciousness. We talked about a couple of episodes ago, I guess. (laughs) Yep. That's it. Embodiment of the Christ consciousness. I I think that's the true second coming of Christ, which is, you know, us finding it in ourselves. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, this is fun. tip? Uh, for our listeners, how can we, uh, <laughs> this is ironic, rescue ourselves not to be somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> I know it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So best tip. So it's kind of like whenever you get the urge to go save somebody or rescue somebody, Point the finger where they are and then turn it around and point it back at yourself. Say, I'm going to rescue this one first. In other words, um, focus on you. Why is it that I have the need to rescue? If, if you can come up and understand what it brings to you, the role of being a rescue, if you can understand why you want to do it, why you're motivated to do it, 
then you can resolve that and you won't have the urge to do it anymore. That's my tip. My tip is um, very important to heal yourself because part of you who want to rescue the other person is the part you haven't healed. So for some reason you have this attachment or urge or something to rescue someone. So you will feel better about it. That's my own experience coming from my own experience. So it's a good idea to um, heal yourself. And after you detach yourself from this urge, and then you look at the person and see how you feel about it now. You still feel the urge. Or you can um, respect the other person's decision or way and have a compassion to that person. And you're just going to respect their independent decision or independent way of the choice no matter what the choice that is yeah it's good one more one more thing i want to add now that i've um healed myself from the desire to to rescue anymore i have the benefit of being able to look back to people that i stopped trying to rescue and I have the benefit of being able to see how they've come along on their own without my intervention. Only when they ask, you know, I, I give them my time or my love, but I don't try to rescue anymore. And I see how they grew on their own without my intervention. And it's beautiful because they found their power. And maybe they wouldn't have found that power if I was still trying to rescue, right? Yes. We are enabling the, the person, like mothering, you know? Yeah. Always. Always with a good intention, however, uh, healing ourselves from that urge. That's a process. That's a personal process. And then realizing that we're giving somebody a gift by backing off. It's, it's really a nice um, completion to that cycle. I, I call it a cycle. Um, yes. Yeah. So therefore, it's going to be more of freedom to each Freedom person. for both, for all, right? Yeah, toward the fifth dimension. <laughs> Yay. So next week, we will, we'll, we're putting off this on the way to going back to the prime creator forever. Because <laughs> 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 every time, like some other topic comes up, and then we're going to change it. But We'll talk about it next week, hopefully. So thank you so much for watching. Please share, uh, subscribe, like. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Soon I'm going to see you guys next Friday. Bye.